Hello and welcome to the Body Electric Podcast. My name is Nathan Hiltz. I'm the host and uh, I'm really glad that you're here to listen to uh, to this program. Uh, basically, uh, it's a sit down and a chat with, a, with another jazz artist, mostly guitar players, and we talk about uh, how we work and uh, where we come from and what we're trying to do. Um, so my guest today is a great guitar player named Chris Platt. Um, he's new to me. I, I went down to the Rex and heard his group and just uh, really enjoyed it. And uh, so glad that he agreed to uh, to meet with me to uh, play some music. Um, it's been a while since I put these up. Uh, you know, I've been really busy this fall. I've been teaching a new class. I have a new band uh, where I'm doing some choral music. So there's a lot of uh, work with that in terms of arranging and rehearsing and all that stuff. So it's been hard to uh, find time for these podcasts, but I appreciate everyone that's sort of emailed me or uh, reached out to me and told me that they like it and they want to hear more. So, uh, you know, I'm very glad to uh, to get this one in and I, I'm going to try my best to, uh, to do this more often. Um, okay, so uh, I hope you enjoy the podcast and I, I want to remind everybody to please humidify your guitars. Keep uh, your house above 40% humidity. Um, or, uh, you know, use those little humatrons that go down in the sound hole this time of year. It gets so dry. I don't know about you guys, but my place is just a desert. Uh, so, uh, be sure to feed your guitars so that they last a long time. And, uh, yeah, that's my public service announcement for this, uh, this episode. Okay. So, uh, enjoy it. All right. Here we are. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Good. How are you, man? Great. (laughs) Great. All right. Nice to be here. Thanks for uh, coming out my way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've already talked about how beautiful your house is and how neat <laughs> and that you're not responsible for it. Correct. Right? It's all correct. Yeah, yeah it's good though. <laughs> it's a very comfortable space. Um, all right. So yeah, thank you for agreeing to do this podcast thing. I can't wait to talk to you. I mean, uh, I guess for people listening, I, I would say that I don't know Chris at all. This is the second time we've spoken in our entire lives, I think, right? Yep. Is that right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had heard about him, but I had never uh, you know, seen him play or anything. I just popped into the Rex, and I was just blown away by your playing. Oh, man, yeah. thanks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, just, uh, I was just glued to my chair. I enjoyed every single moment of it. Uh, the way the set went, um, I think I messaged you, like, you mostly did originals in the first set, and then yeah. went on to more covers in the second set. And, yeah, so, yeah, so a couple of originals peppered in, but yeah, mo- definitely mostly a cover set. And... An electric set, if you will. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's so cool. And uh, yeah, so i just so interested in uh, who you are and what you're doing. So uh, I guess maybe let's just uh, start by talking about, uh, like, when did you start playing the, uh, the guitar? Uh, I started when I was 12 turning 13, so I, relatively late, I, I feel, compared to uh, almost other instruments. But it almost Ooh. seems like a common age for guitar players. So when, when did you start? I was the same age, actually, 12. Yeah. yeah. I had, like, piano and, like, choir experience before that, but huh. age 12, yeah. 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 And I, I had no musical experience before that, mm. and I just went all in on uh, guitar and right. just, just fell in love with it pretty, like, immediately. Oh. And, um, yeah, it was, it was nice because it was... Um, I come from a sports family. Oh, yeah. And so having having a, a music thing that no one else knew anything about. It was like, just gets to be, oh. get, gets to be my sort of thing. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know if you teach or not, but uh, I, I seem to have a lot of students that are quite young, like people yeah. are putting their kids into lessons at like five or six, and, yeah. and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. You know? <laughs> sometimes the kids are ready, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Some, sometimes, yeah, 
I, I, yes, I do teach, and you yeah. know, I get the very young ones sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, do you teach ukulele? Uh, yeah, I do, actually, yeah. yeah. I find that's, like, around the age of six or seven, that's when you can maybe leap to guitar. Yeah. Eight, maybe. Yeah, I would agree sometimes, yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do wish that I had some, you know, piano background or something, because, like, I... I got very much the guitar store music education until I got to post-secondary school. Oh, really? Which okay. was, uh, you know, lifting by ear, which is awesome. And uh, I was learning a lot of Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan and Derek Trex. And it was all, uh, yeah, learning by ear. And a big thing that I did was uh, just finding videos and finding, especially with vibrato, which mm. is a huge thing in blues, obviously. So just visually seeing how Eric Clapton and Hendrix and B.B. Uh, right. King, they all did vibrato with their own way. Yeah, yeah. And uh, So you came up uh, internet era? Is that... Uh, yeah. You know, was, what's your age, if you don't mind me asking? No. I'm 28. So, 28, okay, so yeah. Born in 91, yeah. 91, okay, so I'm 80, so I'm about 10 years on you there. Okay, so yeah. So you, you, in your uh, teens, you would have fully had YouTube and... Uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And before that, it was... Uh, my family had this travel dvd player so the screen was like that big and right. horrible resolution but uh -huh. i could play like uh concert dvds and right. so that's that's what i would watch uh oh, cool. sort of as i was supposed to be asleep okay <laughs> i just watch the uh like a derek trucks dvd for the 40th time oh and, wow that's and, great uh, yeah. just sort of download that information into my brain yeah okay uh, and so were you doing any sort of like uh training in theory at that that kind of age no so it was it, it wasn't until i had to well i i decided i wanted to go to school for for music and it wasn't until i started auditioning places and i you know, the, the theory aspect of it was essentially non-existent. Mm. And the, uh, you know, my high school music program was pretty weak. Mm. Uh, I mean, so much so that I, I, I couldn't pass a college entrance level theory exam. Right. And I had to go back and get uh, intense tutoring. <laughs> so then, you know, and then I passed the test fine. And now I'm super, I'm totally into theory. I love yeah. it. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, wasn't didn't know about it before right, as, right. as much. And so uh, tell me about uh, your experiences playing when you were, uh, uh, before you were in university. So uh, that was mostly very much the high school jam band. Oh, nice. Yeah, because nice. yeah, 12, 10, 13, almost in high school. And I, found, I was lucky enough to have a few other people that were sort of into, into similar enough music that we could play together. Right. And it was... Uh, yeah, very much going for like the uh, Derek Trucks, Allman Brothers sort of, yeah. sort of rock jam band sound. We're just like, okay, we're, we'll play this section, and then there's like just an open solo section that will last as long as you know nice. it possibly can. Great, great. Yeah. And uh, so that was, and and then, and then so that, that's all uh, steeped in blues, and mm. that that was very much my uh, where everything was coming from. And uh, enough, you know, enough, enough teachers sort of said, well, you know, sort of, sort of offering like, hey, if you like that, you will probably enjoy, you know, checking out this jazz stuff. Right. And little by little, you know, every once in a while, like, I, would, I would hear just enough and be like, oh, that sounds cool. And mm -hmm. then I go back to, you know, the rock blues thing, then hearing one, one thing more and just like, mm -hmm. uh, 
like a thread, and then the, the whole thing came apart. And right. Then, and was it the jazz guitarist that first uh, caught you, or was it other instrumentalists? Uh, yeah. I mean, um, the people that sort of bridged the gap between rock and jazz, and currently do, so uh, Osnoy and Wayne Krantz were mm. those, like, the perfect bridge from one to the other, right? Okay. And uh, so with that came... Uh, you, like you know you just follow these trees right and you're like oh who's chris potter who's you know uh find all all these other all these other instrumentalists and, and music to check out so right i'm still huge fans of them when i uh when i went to new york a couple of weeks ago i got to see uh both osnoy and um wayne Kranz. great and it was just I was, was just, it 55 bar it was yeah, yeah great yeah. what a it, cool scene they've got at that place it's great it's so yeah, cool yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should play there <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, get one of those visas. Yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear they're really easy to get. Oh yeah, no problem. The union will just just bring them yeah. up. Right now. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. Cool, yeah. man. Well, what a, what an interesting players to get in get in on. You know, like uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, for, for, and then from there, uh, you know, you find, um, you know, find West Montgomery. Sure. You find you find all the classic, uh, classic players and. Um, yeah, and then it was like it definitely went into like I got really into saxophone players, but really into Bill Evans and mm. Oscar Peterson, sort of like the the usual fare. Now, do you think that the blues still influences how you move on the guitar? Because I think of you as someone that moves in very interesting ways on the guitar. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I really that's that's one of the things that I came away from that show feeling. Huh. I'm just wondering if maybe like something about like the I don't know. Do you think about horizontal and vertical movement or? Uh, or, or do you think that that's, you know, just that sort of guitaristic movement, is that still influential to you, or does um, it ring any bells? <laughs> yeah, so so you think, like, maybe like where a pentatonic scale just sits in one part of the guitar? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just thinking, uh, I don't know, I just, a lot of what I saw you doing, I didn't quite understand sometimes. So okay. I was just wondering, maybe, like, the the blues is still part of your guitar playing, would you say? Would you, yeah. Is it still in your ears? Yeah. You know? It, it's it's definitely still in my ears and yeah. and uh, it's I guess since it was one of the first things that I, I spent so much time on that uh, that's almost like you kind of just need to peel away the layers and it's just all blues and everything else sort of sits on top of that right I guess yeah huh interesting and I guess you know because uh, as, as guitar players you all, you always spend time sort of demystifying going from string to string and fret to fret and like you don't want to be stuck in a position yeah because um, I mean with with all instruments too but it, uh, like being close to the guitar because there's not as much logical sense to the out like how it's uh, laid out as like a piano or something yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely so you spend so much time just almost getting the instrument out of the way mm. and not letting uh, you know because I'm in a position that I wouldn't be able to play something that I'm, that I'm thinking of playing. Mm. So I've, I guess I, I've, I've spent time, you know, like doing, doing every mode in every, every finger position and uh, like all the, all the arpeggios, all, all the sort of like uh, the homework that... Yeah, like raw technical kind yeah, of data. Just, so that's a part, a big part of your sort of development as a, as a guitar player, would you say? Yeah, and the development for sure. Yeah. And... Um, uh, like learning all all that sort of t technical things, all those technical things, and then 
learning bebop heads mm. uh you, you know you start to piece together it's like oh that's just a major seven arpeggio right in in the, in that part and so it becomes learning learning the, them a lot easier right. or i found pretty right. easier so did that kind of happen through university that you uh the, the technical aspect of uh, playing became important yeah yeah for sure uh and so at so i went to uh mohawk in hamilton first right and my teacher there was uh bob shields oh and, cool uh he he was he caught me at like just the perfect time of when he he could give me just a boatload of like you gotta practice all like every mode every key every arpeggio and mm. i was just like all right just you know pile it on i want i want to do it all right sort of thing and uh you know that school affords you the ability to do that when you don't have you know the, the adult responsibility sure. <laughs> right? so yeah, I, of course. you know i was able to put in the time I, well, I think it was like the first or second lesson he said um you have to get four hours a day and mm. if if you get three on one day it's five the next day wow so like make sure it all you keep up, keep up the work and that, that's, I, some, that's some serious regimen right there yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was i was like more than happy to do it great um so it, you know it was almost like at the at the end of the day they would they would come and they i think they shut everything down at midnight mm. and so it was it was almost like a a good you know pat on your back if the security guard came and said you know we're closing all the practice rooms yeah. like ah well yeah. <laughs> i guess i put in my time today oh that's so cool man. yeah i love that um yeah, boy, do I miss school sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that situation that where you can really just devote all your time—it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. That's that's really what I, upon reflection, it, it's given me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was definitely really sick of it by the end. Okay. <laughs> as, as I think a lot of people were. Oh yeah, that um, happens too. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, think I forget the uh, that part. Of it. I just yeah. remember the good parts. Okay, <laughs> I remember. I remember some of the yeah, the more yeah. fresher like. Man, I can't, yeah. can't wait for this to be yeah. over. I remember, uh, like, Tuesday mornings, 8 a.m. was always the elective uh, non-music courses. Oh, yeah. always, I went to Humber College. Right, right. And that was always the, the bane of my existence. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> man. Well, why don't we play something uh, so people can hear you here? Sure. Uh, what do you feel like? Uh, I remember you. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. the melody on the way in, you on the way out? Sure.
12 or 13, I, yeah, I feel 12 like. 12 or 13, yeah. So not, it's just very woody and, you know, yeah. uh, punchy, I guess you'd say. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I, I mean, the guitar has maybe a lot to do with that. Yeah. Um, I have to ask you about it. I mean, uh, this is a, I've never <laughs> seen this type of guitar before, and it's got a very interesting symbol on it. Uh, is that a lighthouse? It is a lighthouse, yeah. What, that, what an interesting uh, symbol yeah, that is, that, a lighthouse. Yeah, I guess I, so the guitar is actually called uh, the Beacon. The beacon, okay. Yeah. Nice to show the way, right? From danger. I guess so, yeah. Yeah? Got some birds there. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah. So this is all done by <coughs> a friend of mine, uh, Smitty at MJS. And he built this, uh, from, he built the whole, the whole darn thing. Mm. And uh, he mostly does pickups, but uh, every once in a while he builds a guitar. And this was the... Uh, I guess his latest build, and he's, he's, he said he's not going to do any more, but uh, yeah. who knows. Carving an arch top is not an easy thing to do, is it? Like, uh, <laughs> especially not. as a one-off, like, oh, I just you know, carved an arch top, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, and to add to that, so it's, uh, it's, it's cedar, uh, yeah, it's a cedar top. It's a cedar top with mahogany back and sides, right? Sapelli, Oh, Sapelli, which is similar to mahogany, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I've never seen a cedar arch, a cedar top arch top before. Yeah. So, uh, as you know, it's it's technically a softer wood. Yeah. Than, than a spruce, spruce, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, being an arch top, you want the hardest because I mean the the whole weight of the strings is on that bridge, right? Mm. So, uh, it it. it it's really construction feet of his. He cut it a little thicker, I think, and, yep. but it's still like razor thin on the on the very top. And uh, I've had it since um, is it, yeah 2015. So right. uh, it's been amazing. It's it, it it was one of those things where uh, I feel like me and the guitar uh, sort of came together to to make a sound. Mm. together because like as, as soon as I played it I was like this is it like this is way better than uh, like definitely any arch top of it I've ever played and wow. like hearing like just what what sort of went into it um, it yeah I feel I feel like I can't 
uncouple myself from like this archtop sound. Okay. You know? Like when I when I think of the archtop sound, I, yeah. you know, this is, and, and it it also doesn't sound like other archtops. So mm-hmm. um, uh, yeah, I I love it. It's probably the greatest thing I'll ever own, mm-hmm. and uh, very cool. You know, I'll have it forever, and. Um, yeah, maybe you can you can convince him to do like a three thirty five for you someday. <laughs> he said this was it. Version, that's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so this is it. And why lighthouse was that his decision or your decision? Yeah. So what what's, what's kind of neat about uh, his guitars is he builds them just how he wants, mm-hmm. and the only input you have is in the pickup. Hmm. And so you can say whatever kind of pickup you want, and um, but I mean when it comes down to it. I just say, what do you think should go in there? And he goes, oh, this, you know. <laughs> right, so he's someone you can really trust. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I've, I've known him since, actually, I started playing guitar. Oh, wow. So uh, he was sort of uh, in the background uh, for uh, quite a few years. And uh, our uh, relationship together has sort of grown. And he's definitely uh, someone I can... Like unfailingly go to and just be like, what do you like? Any any anything with a guitar, you can like, I can show him like a grainy picture of something, and he can say like, definitely this, definitely not that. Right. You know, it's good to have someone like that in your life. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. and because <laughs> because you know like, what's the alternative going on like a forum and it's just oh. that's just a cesspool, right? Oh, <laughs> so, um, no, I f- I feel like I'm the luckiest guitar player in the world to oh, that's you great. know. Because this, this is the only one that exists, right? Yeah, totally. It's I, so unique. I can't yeah. even compare against um, like a vintage Gibson or something because like, this is this is even, like, especially to me, this is even more right. special. Well, yeah. for our listeners, I'll, I'll throw a picture up on Instagram. Like oh, that'd this. be great. Yeah, yeah then people yeah. can see it, um, you know, because it is a very beautiful instrument. I love the pickguard. I mean, it's a wood pickguard. You got yeah. all wood appointments, so yeah. sort of a... I guess a Benedetto style, uh, seventeen inch arch top. It is right? seventeen inch. Yeah, yeah. Good eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So neat, man. And yeah. uh, how's it uh, with weather, humidity? Uh, it's it's temperamental. It's temperamental. Yeah. In that I have to be pretty on top of things. Cool. Uh, which is, I mean, that's that's what anyone with a proper, you know, cello or violin yeah. or piano, you, like you just. It's made out of wood, and it, even though it's technically dead, it's still pretty alive. Yeah. In totally. its reaction to things. Totally. So, yeah. Especially being in Canada with the yeah weather changing on left, right, and center for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. cool, man. Well, well, why don't you tell me a little bit about your uh, current practice? Uh, so, what kind of things are you working on now? Um, are they related to the this album that you just put out, or uh, so the there's an album that I'm that I'm working towards uh, with my with my good friend Angela Tarone. She's oh. a vocalist, and we're doing it's an album of all sort of Brazilian and Brazilian music inspired music oh really yeah so uh, a lot of work going in like it's we're, we're, we're still working on it sort of thing we're going to okay. be going into mixings pretty soon um, but yeah I, I feel like my my in terms of like practice regimen it's all uh, I'm sure you're, you're sim- similar too it's, it's a lot of like upcoming projects sort of mm-hmm. uh, and then whenever I can do some sort of maintenance work then mm-hmm. uh, I can I'll do that as well um, so you're guided by your gigs, yeah. Which yeah. is, <clears throat> which is great. I mean, a lot of them are my gigs, so I get to practice things I, I want to practice. And uh, with this project with uh, with Angela, it was, uh, yeah, just making sure I can sound 
okay improvising on uh, tricky Brazilian uh, mm. chords. So. Right. And so uh, were you playing exclusively this arch chop on that recording? Uh, so it's all recorded now, but you're kind of getting into the other process. Yeah, exactly. So most of the most of the accompaniment, or all, all the accompaniment was on uh, like a Ramirez nylon string. And this makes uh, makes an appearance for the overdub solos. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So it sort of sticks its head in when, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, for those for the solo sections. Okay, and see um, the nails. Yeah. How are they doing? They're they're good. Once yeah. I once I learned how to maintain nails, uh, yeah. it's been all good. Where's I, the thumb though? No thumb. I've never no. had a thumbnail. Oh, okay. Interesting. And, uh, I've seen. I think. I think Rosa Passos doesn't have a thumbnail either. Okay. Because you get that 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 sort of soft bass sound. Because oh. like that's all it's doing, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So. so you get that sort of diff. You know, the more I can make it sound like two different things going on, mm. <clears throat> the more I like. But yeah, no. Before I started, I didn't think I would be filing my nails as no. an adult oh, ever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, and then once I sort of decided on uh, sticking the course, um, mm. yeah, they would break all the time and mm. like totally because you know get too long and you gotta you just gotta maintain them. Yeah, yeah. I know? sat in my car for five minutes before coming up here, yeah. <laughs> doing, doing a little bit of maintenance. Uh, right. But the cold and the uh, and the dryness is definitely getting to them a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's interesting about the thumb. I never knew that uh, that uh, that was uh, something that people did for Brazilian guitar. Yeah, and it, it also just never, it never occurred to me really to do a thumbnail. Um, I don't know why, but then I sort of just leaned into it. Cool. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like, uh, tell me about how you developed your your rhythm style for the Brazilian stuff. Um, do you have like sort of your favorite guitarists <coughs> that you uh, that you checked out? Uh, yeah. So um, with. Um, like Romero Labamo a, a lot. You know, yeah, it, he's wonderful. He, yeah, yeah. He's sort of he's sort of my favorite, like the most exciting comper uh, in that in that world of things. Um, Marco Pereira for his um, <clears throat> he's like the most precise guitarist, uh, mm -hmm. and it's it's like a you know it's like a classical masterpiece every time he plays. Yeah. Um, have you heard of uh, Marcus Tardelli? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm sure I'm saying his name wrong. He he's sort of like he has one album, and it's all uh, compositions by Ginga. If you know him, I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it sounds it's amazing. It's an amazing album. Okay. But um, for solo guitar, it's all solo guitar, and it's all kind of like rubato, sort of. Oh man. Uh, but like the the densest of harmony, you know, like like those kinds of chords. And yeah. All, like everything's pretty juicy. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, in so you wrote the music with with the singer Angela. Uh, so we we arranged everything. There's actually no original music. No on, original on music. The album. Oh, okay. Yeah, all the original, all of my original music sits on my uh, album that I put out uh, two uh, two years ago uh, mm. called Skyglow, and that's entirely original music. Right. Okay. And yeah, those are on my tunes with my trio. Right. Yeah. So, for, so for this, how did you? Um, make your decisions about your guitar parts like uh did you spend time with her doing arranging sessions or did you have a producer on the uh 
Yeah, the, the producer is uh, Gord Shear. Oh, Gord Shear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he would be a wonderful person to uh, yeah. to ask about that, wouldn't he? Yeah, so he yeah. actually he helped uh, actually a lot with the comping. So oh, there, were, cool. there were definitely some gaps that I and and going into it, I, I was I was like, just tell me like what tell me what I'm doing wrong. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. Right. And so it was you know with with his help. It may. I, I feel like I made more progress in the genre in like a couple weeks than I did in like a few years leading up to it. Sort wow. of thing. Wow. So uh, yeah, he helped. He helped cool. a lot with that. And did that? Uh, would you say that that affects your uh, your straight ahead playing, like that kind of study? Uh, <clears throat> I would say, yeah. In in the way that uh, anything, anytime you're dealing with with grooves and time, it's going to help all your other grooves and times. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna help your time, uh, in in general. I yeah, I find it, I, you can't uncouple things. So if you if you work on something else, work on the Brazilian music thing, coming back to bebop, mm. it's gonna change because you can't like as hard as you try in your mind you can't forget what you learned yeah. from over here to not bring it to here and vice versa right yeah so it's which is uh i find like beneficial i'm glad i can't you know switch gears or mm. you know forget one or the other yeah that would be like uh just playing styles or something like cool yeah. jobbing you know here's this feel and here's this feel but no yeah yeah and I guess, like, I always find when I when I look at rhythm or different comping styles, I always learn to feel the rhythm in a new way or mm -hmm. develop that inner kind of drummer or inner pulse, and that kind of yeah. follows you everywhere. That's really the feel thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you like to work in a kind of a straight-eighth uh, kind of environment. Uh, I mean, yeah. so, somewhat, right? Is that what I'm yeah. to say? I, I, I dabble. I thought I heard that a little bit at, at yeah. the show, yeah. For sure, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, Brazilian straight eight too, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, yeah, no, the, the, the swing thing, obviously going to uh, jazz school is, um, it's it's there in a pretty, I'm, I'm totally happy to do like three hours of just swing tunes mm. on, you know, that, I, I don't know what, what vibe do you sort of get from people. I I love doing jobbing gigs so much. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yeah. people do, some people don't. I mean, yeah. some people are, you know, I I like them because I get paid and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm completely. People always come up to me and apologize. They're always like, oh, you know, we are listening to you. We hear you, oh, yeah. and you sound great. You know, I know that nobody appreciates you, mm -hmm. but I, I love being part of a party. Like I I think yeah. that's a wonderful service. Uh, and I love it that people would think to have live musicians at an event. It does make it really nice, you know. It does. They're looking yeah. at the buffet table and stuff. They're always really easy yeah. with that, you know. Yeah, and it, <laughs> I, I think the uh, the hangout people have is like the, it's not it's not like a concert situation. Right. And and uh, for me, I'm totally yeah. I'm a happy part of the party. Yeah. If if no one's listening, if everyone's listening, it's it's, it's all it's all good. Yeah. I, I'm getting paid to play music with my friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, everyone is, you know, smiling when they talk to me. So <laughs> it uh, yeah. and you get to, you just get to play play all the tunes. That, yeah. uh, you know. I love it. I love calling tunes. It's great. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you want to try your original piece of music here? Though? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Play this. So how do I pronounce this? Eudemonics. Yeah, that's about as close as I've ever gotten. <laughs> so it's it's like. Uh, 
I've only seen it in the in a PhD dissertation. So it's in it's in Bob Shields's PhD oh. that, that I read, and I've sort of sort of lost the meaning of it over the over the years. Kind of forgotten, but um, it's it just has to do with like just well being and uh, having like no, knowing that there's like the there's like the intellectual thinking part of you, and then there's like your body, and to you know, you can you can take care of both of them. Uh, you know, just doing exercise and being uh, just mindful of what's going on, and th through that, those things come together. With I mean, that's just well well being in general. Right. So I just thought it was a a, a funky yeah. Funky it's a, it's title. a cool word. It looks it's yeah it's an interesting word. It's, it seems like a word that would be on like a Ben Monder album. Yes, like absolutely. <laughs> some kind of psycho right hand thing paired to some yeah. psycho left hand thing yeah 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 beautiful for sure. and maybe some ambience and yeah oh yeah love me some Ben Monder <laughs> okay so uh yeah let's do it I'll comp for you sounds good uh let's just go in right at five there okay
every couple of weeks at a yoga studio <laughs> oh cool and so I'm, I'm starting to borrow some because the the flow in which they organize sort of how they do everything like how they organize a class because mm. they, they sort of make a set list and you know we'll do the, these things that I think and I sort of wanted to borrow from that idea of you are going you're going to go from beginning to end it's not going to be like this section repeat this section repeat then this section repeat repeat and then mm. uh, so I was thinking more along the lines of there might be things that you come back to mm. but it's not going to be in a way that is as structured as you're used to right I guess that's interesting yeah so I've been trying to trying to incorporate that a little bit because I, I like that sort of that momentum that that happens yeah and how uh, the end is going to be Pretty different, but it still sort of ties a bow on it. Mm. You know. And listeners can handle that. I mean, sometimes we think of keeping things palatable yeah, for people, yeah. you know, and uh, in terms of like what a form might be or the, or the amount of information that goes into a tune, right? Yeah. Uh, 
you know, there's a, you always get one thing from teachers, which is to take one small idea and try to make a lot of music out of one small idea. Right. But yeah. So it's interesting that you're working that way. Yeah. So other tunes have kind of gone off in that way for you? Yeah, I guess I'm, I'm trying to tease out that thread as much as I can in, in that way. Cool. Yeah. And have you noticed any change in the yoga? Like, a, <laughs> like you can, uh, is there a connection with the, the yoga class? Uh, that sounds interesting to me. Uh, not, not as much as uh, maybe I would... You know, because because you think like oh, I'll like feed off the energy of yeah, it, yeah. and I, I would I would think like yeah, for for sure there's there, there's some of that going on. I, I maybe don't do it as deliberately as maybe uh, even I thought on the onset of it. Mm. You know, so I, I I think there's almost like a certain distance between I guess me and me in the class or whatever but I definitely you know I'm not gonna play anything jarring in a in a yoga class I'm definitely gonna go with the flow mm, right um, as, as they're sort of doing it yeah, yeah. but what an interesting uh, venue to try out your original compositions it's it's been a really useful tool for yeah. for a few reasons uh, so sometimes I will come into it with uh, you know a, you know a third of a tune finished and also a sort of like live write and because yeah. you can just circle back to ideas and it you know they're they're not like even really focused on the music as long as it kind of sounds nice then mm. uh you know then it's it'll, it'll pass but mm. uh yeah so I, i've used that as sort of as a, a mechanism to like because i can't i can't you know play an idea and then stop and be like hmm what where can that go? It's just, I have to constantly be playing. I'm playing for an hour straight. So like, can I sort of uh, like run myself into ideas mm. almost? And you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but uh, it's a fun, fun experiment. Do you record them or anything like that? Too? No, I've recorded a few of them, but um, probably should. I should get down my ideas right after the class, I think. Right. But. I have this I have this tendency of like once once something is over I'm like oh on to the next thing and you know yeah. I just forget everything but uh, that I almost use that as a filtration process right. so if I do the next day be like oh yeah that idea stuck with me enough to sort of make it into the right. make it onto the page cool and uh, is uh, the practice of yoga part of your you you demonics. Is that the right yeah, usage yeah. of that word? <laughs> Is that part of your wellness? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it, it's sort of like the, you know, it's it's where both of those things uh, sort of in, intersect. I've I've found it to be really useful. Like like, uh, I could talk about this for the for the whole podcast. But oh really? It's, yeah, okay. yeah, it's it, it's been really great since since I started doing it uh, regularly because it's. Uh, it's interesting how they like they in class they'll say like oh now take these practice or practices and lessons like in into the world and it just sounds like flowery sort of like um, you know sure that sounds that sounds like a nice nice thing for you to say right. before we leave but what's really happening is so when you're holding something when you're holding a pose that's particularly difficult or challenging and so what you're supposed to do is you regulate your breathing you relax your face and it turns out that your face is really tied to uh, what's going on in like how much blood is pumping in your heart so if you're in a difficult uh, pose and you're like crunching your face and you start breathing harder what you're telling your body is like okay we're in like 
a stressful situation and we're going to be stressed out and that's mm. that's how we're going to deal with this situation so by uh, regulating breathing and keeping your face relaxed in particular uh, what you're teaching your body over and over again is in stressful situations you can relax mm. you can you can not not be as uh, not react to things as as uh, impulsively as maybe, right. maybe you would so uh, what style of yoga are you involved with? What's this called? Uh, I think it's just awesome. It's just I think it's just like just moving around. It, like okay. it's it's physically challenging. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Every, every and time. I mean, you're not the first guitarist that I've known that has been involved in yoga for their wellness, especially in terms of playing a guitar, which is yeah, the most ergonomic uh, yeah. instrument in the world, right? Yeah, because for for me, it's been it's been almost like a an arms race of. Get, you know, uh, because it, it's so one-sided. My left hand is doing so much, and like I feel it in my shoulder and my arm, and even like the way I'm sitting, like, I, like I'm sure you can see it now. Like my left shoulder is so much lower than my right shoulder. So what? Oh yeah. What uh, what happens is it like doing doing a class. It's you're working both sides of your body. Right. In, uh, right. They talk about the equalizing the left and the right side. Right. Yeah, yeah. and just just yeah, sort of balancing everything out and. Um, mm like any workout you feel great after so that's great and do you feel that the uh, state of mind that you you can get into from your yoga practice uh, is a good state of mind to be a performer uh yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, I would say the less uh, I'm sure you've heard it like a little, little bit of nerves is, is helpful sure I've never uh that's never been the case with me you've never gotten nervous no, I no, I do get nervous, but when I do oh. get nervous, it's it's never helpful. It's not <laughs> helpful. Yeah, yeah. right, right. I, yeah. I, like any amount of nerves, especially if you get if you get very nervous, like it's yeah. uh, it's always been a detriment to uh, to my playing. So I find like more relaxed, and uh, I guess the, the the more the more of a headspace I'm in to just play, like mm -hmm. in the, in a state of play, in a state of flow, in uh, where I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm just I'm not thinking thinking or worrying about anything that's that's I'm about to play. Then mm. those are always the best. Like you, because uh, you feel that way too. You feel like the ideas are just sort of yeah coming yeah. to you, and that that's sort of the, the best. Yeah, I mean every every artistic discipline sort of has that um, can can ex can experience that. You know, yeah. you just sort of lose track of time, and it's just like wow. I love uh, that. Yeah, it's it's the best, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. So if you can, if I can, if I can like figure out a way to tap into that as as much as possible in like an artistic creative sense. Sometimes it takes a while to get into, right? Like I'm sure with uh, like d definitely myself with writing, I can find my, uh, you know, you know en enough time into it, and I'm like, man, nothing. You know, <laughs> yeah, you just yeah. sit like, okay, I've got an hour to like write music, and then yeah, oh, yeah. and then the whole hour you're just like, wow. Oh, nothing. Nothing was created yeah. here. <laughs> Writing is such a different state of mind for me than uh, practicing. You know, oh, getting yourself into yeah. it. You know, various different pacing techniques, like across my apartment uh, kind of yeah. things. Uh, <laughs> listening to music. Uh, yeah. Clean living, unclean living, mm -hmm. like lots of different approaches to try to get my head into the, the game for writing. Right. But I do love it. I do love writing. Yeah. It's really fun. I do find that I get really excited about playing when I have my own music to play. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Which I like. Yeah, yeah. That's great, man. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, it's so nice to hang out with you. Uh, maybe you could uh, let us know when, when that album's going to come out. Like, uh, do you have a kind of a 
Yep. A so schedule for that? We're, uh, we're going to be releasing it on April 20th at Hughes Room. So, Great. Yeah. It's a, it's a killer band, too. On the, so on the album, we have uh, Angela Tyrone and myself, uh, Robin Claxton on drums, Pat Collins on bass, uh, our Brazilian percussionist friend, Elio Cunha, is uh, doing percussion, uh, Chase Sanborn, Ooh, um, nice. John Nicholson played some sax and flute on it, and Andrew Downing did some cello on it. So it's quite a lineup. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like, who, you know, who would we love to have? Yeah, that's great. That's uh, my bass player, Pat Collins, from my trio. That's right. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. Cool. He's pretty good. Oh, he's really, <laughs> he's really, really good. Yeah. Well, that's wonderful. And April, man, is going to come up so fast. I know. I know how oh, yeah. time travels. That seems to yeah, it seems to go a little quicker. Yeah, every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, beautiful. Let's play one more tune and uh, sounds good. Call it a day. That was great. Thanks so much. Yeah. yeah. What are you uh, thinking? What did we say? Doxy. Doxy. Nice. B flat. Right. Yes. Okay. So you got to have the head on this one. I know. I forgot to do the head on the other one. Okay. That's it. Thank you. 